Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today on CityCast Boise, if you're a renter in Idaho, you're less protected from fees than if you leased a storage unit. In some cases, people have to pay $500 for being one day late on rent. State Senator Allie Robbie wants to change that. She's here to tell me why her bill limiting fees on rentals has bipartisan support and the green light from landlords. It's Monday, March 6th. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Welcome to CityCast Boise. Hey, Emma. Thanks for having me on here. Absolutely. So you are bringing forward a bill that would limit how much a landlord can charge in fees. Before we get into the specifics of your idea, real talk, are things getting worse for renters in the Treasure Valley or better? Things are definitely getting worse for renters. Rent has increased by 40% just in the last two years. So that means at least a $300 increase a month for the average renter. That's probably an underestimate. Along with that, a lot of new landlords and property managers, developers are entering our state and entering the market. And our landlord tenant code here in Idaho has not been updated in many years. And there's definitely uh, some opportunities for some bad actors to take advantage of that and charge people unreasonable fees, Uh, In addition, our our laws make eviction pretty easy and and fast. So from the time you don't pay your rent to the time you can be taken to court can be within just a week or two. On top of that, it's a very competitive market with uh, less than 1% vacancy rate. So if you lose your home or have to move, it can be very difficult to find a new place to live. Yeah, I'm a renter, and it has been a rough few years we had to move. And you mentioned evictions. You're also the executive director of Jesse Tree, which helps renters avoid eviction. So you're eating and breathing this stuff every day. Can you share a story about a Boise renter who has faced, like, large fees and what happened to them? Sure. We have a ton of stories under our belt at Jesse Tree, and my staff are really uh, managing the bulk of the cases. But uh, we saw one tenant who owed $500 in rent, and they uh, had accumulated, by the time we got to court, $3,000 in late fees. One person in particular um, comes to mind. She owned her own cleaning business. She lost a couple of clients, really to no fault of her own. Uh, she was a single mom and uh, ended up paying her rent late. So she she actually did have some savings to pay part of it, but her, you know, her paycheck was lower. She didn't want to eat up her whole savings. So she just waited to pay. And if the late fees were not disclosed in her lease agreement, so she didn't know that those would accrue. And within a week, she had accrued almost $500 in late fees. Then she was taken to court. She, um, you know, already couldn't cover her full rent. 
So on top of that, she couldn't cover the fees. She did get to a place where she could pay the rent, but by the time we got to court, you know, she had accumulated those fees as well and couldn't cover everything. So uh, in this case, Jesse True was actually able to step in and pay part of what was owed, including some of those fees. But yeah, she uh, she was able to avoid eviction just, you know, because we were there. Otherwise, she could have been evicted just over those fees alone. Yeah, that's awful. And the bill language says that the fees have to be reasonable. And obviously, $500 is not reasonable. But how would you define what a reasonable fee is? Reasonable is actually a really common term used by our courts. Uh, it's been used in many other states when regulating rental fees. So it has precedence. And uh, it's also in our Idaho code for um, regulating other types of fees. So mortgage fees, uh, condo association fees, credit card fees, storage facility fees are all required to be reasonable in the Idaho code. And um, how that's been interpreted by the courts is basically to mean related to actual harm or costs to the landlord. And uh, they'll also might look at industry best practices. The process would be to kind of decide what is reasonable. A tenant can cert- certainly contest uh, a exorbitant or crazy fee, um, but then they could take their landlord to small claims court and the judge would decide whether or not that was that was reasonable. You mentioned storage units, and I saw that uh, Senator Lee said even storage units have protection. If you are you're, yeah. as a renter, you have no protection. As but if you had a storage unit, it would have protection. Is that true? Yes, and actually, the the bill uh, regulating storage facility fees is much more complex and long and bigger government uh, than than my bill regulating rental fees. <laughs> so it's uh, I think a legislator a while back maybe had something something against a company and got it through. (laughs) But yeah, there are a ton of protections there. Well, what are you hearing from landlords in Boise on this bill? Because it would seem like they wouldn't want any of these limitations. Landlords have actually come around to supporting this bill. And actually, um, a landlord helped me come up with the idea for this. So I'll say a majority of landlords that I work with at Jesse Tree and that I know are decent and they're not just trying to gouge and evict people. It's really a handful of bad actors that are taking advantage of fees. And landlords know that those types of folks are making a bad name for their industry as a whole and want to provide them with some education and guidance around this issue. So, uh, so far, no landlords that I've talked to oppose this bill. It helps them kind of protect their reputation as an industry. It helps them kind of provide guidelines and standards for their industry. And, um, you know, it also protects them because if there is a dispute related to fees, there will be something in our code saying what fees can be. And so um, that just provides them with more protection instead of right now where it's just basically the Wild West. So you've been able to find bipartisan support for this in a super polarized moment in Idaho politics. How are you doing that? Are you a magician? <laughs> uh, I have a lot of hustles. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, you um, do. I do. But something that has allowed me to find that support is just by building relationships with my colleagues across the aisle. Also, homelessness isn't so bad here that we can't get ahead of it. Uh, You know, we're not a San Francisco or Portland or Seattle, but as rent costs rise and our market changes, 
we do need to start to look at this issue and try to provide some some protections for renters. Otherwise, there will be more evictions and there will be more Idahoans ending up homeless. And I think nobody wants that. It's very costly for people to be evicted, for our courts, for our communities, for people to become homeless. It makes a lot more sense to try to work ahead on these issues and provide some bright lines that landlords and tenants can follow. Democrats like yourself haven't been able to make a lot of headway with bills this session, uh, although maybe your rental fee bill, fingers crossed, will be an exception. The extreme voices on the Republican majority side are pushing a lot of proposals that are like culture war oriented. Can you give us a bit of a vibe check? Like, how is the session going from your perspective? Democrats control 17% of our legislature. Control, I used uh, very lightly. <laughs> we, we have very little power. I will say uh, Representative Rubel unanimously passed a clean slate bill out of the House. Um, she's a Democrat and she's um, been able to do that. And that was the result of a few years of work on her part. So we are able to do little things here or there. We certainly don't direct the conversation, but we can uh, try to bring up small fixes to big problems uh, if the opportunity arises. And yeah, we do have to work a little harder because we have a D next to our name to get the votes and to find the support. A lot of us have been able to do that. As Democrats, uh, just try to ask questions. Um, We try to make sure that Everyday working families are being represented in um, and considered in the legislation that's being passed. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering what's getting missed, you know, like what issues are not being addressed that you think should still be in the last few weeks of the session? I'm hopeful that we will get some property tax relief passed through the legislature. That's been a bipartisan effort for many years now. I'm hopeful that it will actually happen. So last year, we got $50 million of funding put into a workforce housing fund that's being used right now to create a 1,000 affordable units across the state of Idaho. So I'm hoping we can build on that to do more there. And then tenant code and affordable housing development code needs a, a ton of pretty big rewrites. I do think there is a lot more we can do, especially around housing. And even getting this small, tiny bill passed related to rental fees has required a Herculean lift. Change is slow and incremental. Uh, So it's just going to be probably one baby step at a time. What moments so far this session have made you the most frustrated? And then on the other side, what are you the most proud of? So I I have been frustrated by the, as you mentioned, focus on some of the more social and cultural issues that we have seen some legislators really focus on. I, I don't think that's been the focus for all of the moderate Republicans, but there is kind of a loud minority, I would say, that wants to litigate these issues that I don't think the government should have anything to do with. But I, I was very encouraged by getting this bill out of the Senate with pretty overwhelming support, 23 yes votes, only 10 no votes, and seeing uh, five or six Republican legislators stand up to support the bill. I think it just shows that a lot of people do really care about our state and everyday working families and that there are a lot of opportunities to find common ground. 
Well, Ranchers of Idaho really appreciate you being Hercules. So uh, thank you so much, Allie, for making time for us today. I know you're so busy, so we really appreciate it. Thank you, Emma, for having me. And yeah, we'll keep at it uh, one little step at a time. And an update on the rental fees bill. Keep an eye on the House Judiciary Committee, where the proposal would need to get through before facing the full House. In other news you should know, the Idaho Statesman is reporting that in 2019, two Black teenagers were antagonized by Boise police officer Tyson Cooper while they were being detained for a curfew violation. The Idaho Statesman was able to recover body cam footage that also shows Cooper throwing one of the young men on the sidewalk, causing him to hit a street sign. While the internal investigation into the matter is closed, Interim Police Chief Ron Winnegar admitted it was troubling. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Leave us a review and subscribe to our Hey Boise newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more local stories from around the city. Bye!